Welcome to the Capital Call Podcast, where we discuss capital, labor, and technology, the main drivers of the global economy. I'm your host, Fajara Kohli, co-founder of Golden Door, an investment firm based in Newark, New Jersey. We hope you enjoyed today's topic as we expand on the ideas of capitalism and economics. Join me in welcoming President Biden to the hot seat. America is at war and the Defense Production Act is back in play. This time, we're increasing our vaccination supplies with an aggressive 100-day plan. With healthcare systems failing, we don't have enough vaccines for our frontline workers. The disincentives in the system are slowing us down. New York has a $1 million fine if you get vaccinated out of line. So we need a better rollout strategy to execute this plan. Pharmacies will be front and center during this rollout, and we need all hands on deck, so Amazon and Lyft will be helping with last mile delivery. America has been at war for a year. The current pandemic is far from over. In fact, it is possible parts of the country will go into lockdown again. This week, President Biden signed a dozen executive orders and invoked the Defense Production Act. This is a wartime law act. It is designed to mobilize our country's assets to protect our citizens. It was first enacted in 1950 for the Korean War and then the Cold War. In 70 years, we've gone from nuclear warfare to now bio-warfare. This act has been used several times this century. Obama first invoked it in 2011 to protect our nation's telecom assets from Chinese cyber attacks. Then Trump invoked the law in 2017 to protect our aerospace supply chain. And again in 2020 to prepare for the worst case scenario with COVID-19. Trump's COVID-19 actions were designed for agricultural products and to increase production of N95 masks. Now, President Biden will invoke the same act to increase supplies for vaccination. His goal is to vaccinate 100 million people in the first 100 days of his administration, still well short of the 300 plus million population in America today. The vaccine rollout is failing. America's poor healthcare system is catching up with it. Our vaccine delivery system is not a role model for anyone. Texas is the first state to administer 1 million doses, but has had technology failures since day one. Remember, healthcare providers are doctors, not tech nerds. These software systems can be out of date with incorrect patient data. And if a provider cannot administer vaccines in the first round to the right patients, they may not receive enough doses for the second round. Not to mention that we don't have enough vaccines for all of our healthcare workers either. The Associated Press was quoted, hard hit Los Angeles County, the nation's most populous county with 10 million residents, said it couldn't immediately provide shots to the elderly because it had inoculated only a quarter of its 800,000 healthcare workers. If you want to get vaccinated, I recommend visiting vaccines.gov to find the nearest location to you. Remember, we don't go home in a wartime scenario. There are too many disincentives in the system today. For example, New York's state rollout strategy is upside down. 
Governor Cuomo had put out a million dollar fine for vaccine fraud, yet at the same time, they'll fine hospitals $100,000 if they don't administer all their vaccine allocations. Cuomo's quoted, this is a management issue for hospitals. They have to move the vaccine and they have to move the vaccine faster. This is a good example of poor politics. The governor wants something done so quickly that he's using fear to motivate the system. A million dollar fine is unnecessary. If everyone needs to get vaccinated, it has to happen now. David Friedberg, CEO of Metro Mile and uh, a guest on the All In podcast proposed that we speed up vaccine delivery for the highest risk patients, anyone over the age of 65, in the first 30 days. Then give nurses a big cash incentive to administer as many vaccines as possible. We have 3.8 million nurses in America today. Only 500,000 of them uh, have to get involved with this to get the job done in the next 90 days. So why does our rollout strategy matter? Vaccines outside of deep freeze can spoil since the drug can degrade quickly. Extra doses need to be given out. We do not need to take IDs or track patients. This creates too much friction. You see, in Israel, they're giving out vaccines to every single person, no exceptions. This is why the country is leading the charts and nearly 40% of the people are vaccinated at this point. We need to kill frictions. Unless it is a high risk patient, no one else needs a priority. Everyone needs to get access to the vaccine now because the distance incentives are literally killing Americans. Pharmacies are front and center in this war. CVS and Walgreens can lead the vaccine rollout in our country. CVS has over 10,000 locations in the U.S., enough to be within walking distance of three-quarters of Americans today, over 220 million people. Like McDonald's, there's CVS around every corner. CVS, Walgreens, and other retail pharmacies can now use brick and mortar to their advantage. We can speed up vaccination delivery across the country if every American has access to local pharmacy. Even grocery store pharmacies like Kroger's has also been asked to help with the rollout. Amazon, Uber, and Lyft have all chipped in to provide last mile delivery. Lyft's executive team met with President Biden last month to discuss vaccine-related transportation funds. Amazon is offering its warehouses to administer vaccines to over 800,000 logistics workers. But why are hospitals going bankrupt? In 2020, we saw record healthcare bankruptcies. Yes, healthcare. The same industry expected to win this battle for us. By October of last year, over 47 hospitals filed for bankruptcy. You know why the hospitality and travel industry is struggling? Why hospitals? This is critical infrastructure. It is a combination of lower patient volumes and canceled elective procedures. This means less revenue and more expenses, which is just a recipe for disaster. Hospitals are now in a cash crunch. Even with $275 billion in stimulus and emergency loans, the government was not able to hold off the wave of healthcare bankruptcies. And the Association of Hospitals expects the healthcare system to continue to lose over $300 billion in 2020, and I suspect that these losses will even increase in 2021.
you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with a friend. We're always looking for feedback, so leave a review. You can also find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Vajarakoli on all platforms. And as always, thank you for listening.